When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily for a June 29th. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone. Of course, listening to the podcast, downloading, subscribing to WIP Daily. Please give us an auto-download in your feed, and you'll be there every single morning, Monday through Friday, with the big take on Philadelphia sports and, of course, the best of what happens on WIP and all our adjacent podcasts. High hopes, go birds. A lot of great stuff going on. And I appreciate everyone that came out to the Jason Kelsey event yesterday. It was so awesome meeting so many great listeners uh, yesterday and, and just an incredible event. For Jason, for the Eagles, for the Eagles Autism Foundation, for WIP, really just awesome event there. So today, I wanted to dive in a little bit. A couple days ago on the Midday Show, we gave our rankings of the top 10 quarter uh, coaches excuse me, in the NFL right now. And I thought, just like quarterbacks a few, a few weeks ago, I thought it would be interesting to just go through my full list of coaches in the NFL right now. Not just 1 through 10. You know, we did 1 through 10 on the show the other day, so I'm not going to dive so much back into it. I think Sirianni is a top 10 coach, Nick Sirianni, but I believe he's barely a top 10 coach. As I said on the Midday Show, not yet elite, uh, needs to do more. I'm not there yet where it's like no doubt about it every year where you just trust, you know what you're getting from the coach like in Andy or a Belichick or a Shanahan or McVay or Tomlin or Harbaugh. I just, it's not, I'm not ready yet. And I also was disappointed with the way Sirianni coached in the Super Bowl. So I, I have him as a top 10 coach, but I also think there's a, just a deeper list. Before I get into my full list here, deeper. You know, and when I went through this, there are way more good coaches than I think there are good quarterbacks. And what I mean by that is, you know, I went through this and I'm into the 20s here, you know, bottom, you know, early 20s. And these guys are pretty good coaches. They have accolades to them. Meanwhile, you go to the 20s and quarterbacks and you're like, eh. If I have this quarterback, I don't feel good. But if you have this coach, you you don't feel terrible. Like there's a chance that guy really could lead you to a playoff berth and, and a lot of wins. So I, I just think it's a way different atmosphere uh, with the coaching right now. I think there's just we're getting smarter with with coaches, really smart coaches led by front offices, collaborative. They they work together and they put out good products on the field on, on a pretty much a week to week basis across the NFL. All right, so here we go. I'm going to roll through my top coaches in the NFL, one through 32. The I'm just going to rank every coach in the NFL. And I want to do this in stages. So, you know, we'll kind of wrap up with the top 10, a a reintroduction of the top 10 that I threw out a couple days ago on the midday show and and kind of go from there. But I'm just going to start in tiers, like kind of like the bottom tier, you know, the bottom kind of 10 or so, the middle kind of 10, and, and then we'll go from there. So Here's my bottom tier. These are guys either unproven, young, or I just think flat-out bad coaches. Unproven, young, flat-out bad coaches, or just a guy. There's one guy in here who's kind of a, a, a long-term coach that I just think has been passed by other guys, and he's kind of become stagnant. All right, we'll start at the bottom, number 32, and it's the – I rarely do this. Usually, you will get the bottom of the list, They're all the young, new coaches. And this year, we have one, two, three new coaches across the NFL this season. But typically, we have uh, – 
Well, we have three brand new coaches, I should say. We do have a, a retread in there that you'll hear his name coming up in a little bit. But for a lot of it, it's it's the new coaches. But I, I have one guy at the bottom, and I think he's just miscast. I've always thought he is a defensive coordinator, not a head coach. His career as a head coach uh, has been bad in every single stop he has been at, including last year, even though he won a division. The worst coach in the NFL I have is Todd Bowles. Lovely man, nice defensive coordinator. You can win with him as, as on your staff, of course. He's a smart guy. Bad head coach. Uh, conservative, not really with the times, with the way the game is going, and I think he holds his teams back. Todd Bowles is the worst NFL head coach right now. And I, I put him below three brand new coaches that, I mean, frankly, we have no idea. It's just all perception. I have Jonathan Gannon at 31, D'Amico Ryan's next, and then Shane Steichen. So I kind of bunched the three... Uh, you know, coaches in terms of brand new, you know, everyone in Philadelphia obviously doesn't like Jonathan Gannon these days, though he was a good coordinator. And I, I wouldn't be surprised he's a good kind of overarching CEO kind of coach. So they're, they are, for this season, the projecting to be the worst team in the NFL, and, and they're not favored in a single game. D'Amico Ryan's next. I'm excited to see what he becomes. Former Eagle, of course, and I'm a fan of D'Amico. And then Shane Steichen, who... You know, is tasked now with developing Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. That should be fun to watch. All right, next grouping here as we kind of work our way to the bottom third of the NFL coaching. Josh McDaniel's been bad just forever. Matt Eberflus, I was not impressed last year watching him coach the Chicago Bears. Dennis Allen, I can't believe Dennis Allen is, is in, you know, multiple years in his second stop. I just don't think the guy's a very good coach, and I think Saints hype, like last year, is pretty silly. Next, Robert Sala who has an 11-23 record, and I'm shocked. When I went through this, he is easily, easily the worst coach that people think his team can win a Super Bowl or has Super Bowl hype. Like every other team that has legitimate Super Bowl buzz, AFC or NFC Championship buzz, has a coach within the top 20 or so in the NFL. Every single one except the Jets. It's it. Robert Sala's ability or inability to coach is the biggest, like, just thing that's out there in the NFL for a team that's supposed to win a lot of football games with a lot of hype with the New York Jets. I I, I have not been impressed at all with Salah. The defense is good, but I mean, how much is on the offense is him? Does he have any input there? We'll see on Salah. I have him uh, in that next group. Then is Arthur Smith. I actually think he's done a decent job building his program in Atlanta. I think they're going to be a, a decent team this year. Might win that division. Ron Rivera. He was the one that I had next in terms of as we count up the list here, that I just think he's an overrated coach. You know, he's got his accolades. He's been to the playoffs, been to the Super Bowl. But I, I think Ron Rivera is a very overrated coach. And his tenure in Washington, not that it's all his fault, but it has not gone the way anyone expected or wanted it when they hired him down there. Then Kevin Stefanski, who's got the one coach of the year under his belt and won a playoff game with, with Baker Mayfield. But I, I don't believe much in him. And I think the Browns... Uh, although there'll be some hype around them this year. They could finish fourth in that division. And then Kevin O'Connell. I can't knock a guy that won that many games with a team that I think is a transition in Minnesota. But I also think he's kind of a Walmart knockoff version of of McVay and those guys. And I, I didn't see anything last year to make me say, wow, I actually thought Kirk Cousins regressed under him last year. So that's the bottom tier as we count it down. 32, 31, 30, 29, all the way kind of that bottom tier of NFL coaches. All right. Let me make sure I got my math right here. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 
16, 17. Yeah, but this is this is kind of 20 through 11, right? So that, that first group I gave you there, Bulls 32, Gannon 31, D'Amico 30, Steichen 29, McDaniels 28, Eberflus 27, Allen 26, Sala 25, Smith 24, Rivera 23, Stefanski 22, Kevin O'Connell 21. All right, let's get a number 20 here as we count this thing down. The top coaches in the NFL, 1 through 32, or 30 through, 32 through number 1. Number 20 is Brandon Staley. I Brandon Staley is fascinating to me. When I first heard him talk, you know, got to watch him go about his business as a head coach and the way he approaches the game in the game and how he does things, I was reminded of Gabe Kapler. And sometimes when someone is is new and different and talks new and different, it's it's alarming to football people. And it is, it, it like, or any sports people, obviously Gabe in baseball, but it just, it's uncomfortable. It's different. So you, your natural inclination is this guy's wrong. He's an idiot. It's, it's different. But I, I, and I was drawn to being a fan of Staley the way I'm a fan of Gabe Kapler with, with in baseball, obviously used to with the Phillies now with the Giants. But as I've watched it play out, I think the difference is with Staley versus Gabe and why I'm still not sold on Staley figuring this out and the Chargers, you know, reaching their ceiling with Justin Herbert is in baseball, you play the numbers, play the percentages, do the right thing over a long period, 162, it's going to work. In football, I don't know if it works the way we want it to because the sample is so short. So Brandon Staley may have the right idea. He may have the right data. He may be making the right decision. But there's an element to this where it's too much variance. There's too much, too short of a season that three or four decisions that go wrong, he looks like a moron and he may lose his locker room. It's, It's... and even the playoff game last year, not running the football enough when you're up that much. You have to read the room. And I think Brandon Staley has struggled to read the room. Now he might evolve and he might combine what I think is, is some things that are really smart with reading the room. And then he could become a really great coach. So we'll see on Brandon Staley. He's number 20. Frank Reich at 19. Um, I think there's some flaws to Frank as much as we like him and he's good. He, he is a little stubborn. He's been too, re- too reliant on people he knows to help him out, players, coaches. Uh, fresh start for Frank. I'm excited to see what he does in Carolina. Brian Dable at 18. It's going to have to take more than one year for me to believe Brian Dable is great. Now, he had a good year, coach of the year, and Giants made the playoffs. Schedule's very tough. If Brian Dable takes the Giants back to the playoffs or they compete in the NFCs this year, he'll 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 fight for the top 10. Number 17 is Mike McCarthy. Probably not as bad as we make him out to be, but he's no more than an average NFL head coach. 16 is Mike McDaniel. Won a lot of games with very suspect play at the quarterback position or just inconsistent and unpredictable play. Obviously, Tua was pretty good when he played, but he got hurt. I mean, they had Skylar Thompson in a playoff game. They're in it. I, I like McDaniel. He's at 16. Number 15 is Matt LaFleur. You know, this is a big year for LaFleur. If he wins with Jordan Love, and I do think they can make the playoffs uh, as a wild card in the NFC, we have to give LaFleur his flowers because what was last year? Was it Rodgers' down, decline, down, you know, downturn? Or was it the league figuring out LaFleur a little bit after a couple big seasons to start his career? LaFleur is at 15 for me. Number 14, Dan Campbell. I really like him. I really like Dan Campbell. He is a program changer. Uh, he's got something about him. I loved him on Hard Knocks last year that players will gravitate to for a long time. And he coaches smart, fourth down stuff, when to punt, when to not, when to go for it, aggression. They've built that team the right way. I, I've said this for months and months on WIP, and I'll say it right now on WIP Daily. The Lions are going to be a problem in the NFC in 2023. It would not shock me if they fight for the number one seed. They're going to win a lot of games. Them, They in the second half last year were incredible. Just missed the playoffs. Dan Campbell at 14. Number 13 is Mike Vrabel. 
you know, he's had a nice track record. Even last year when that team looked like it was dying, they came back and fought. And, you know, he's had, you know, he had that team fighting for a division title. I never thought he's had great quarterback play. He wins a lot of football games. Number 12, Zach Taylor. There's a case to be made for, I would say, Vrabel, Taylor, and excuse me, I'll get to Taylor. Um, Vrabel, 13, my number 12, my number 11, all could be top 10 guys. You could have them all top 10 on your list. So Vrabel, 13 for me. Zach Taylor, number 12, back-to-back title games is nothing to sneeze at. I know Burrow gets the credit, but Taylor's kind of let him flourish there. And number 11, Sean McDermott. I don't love him in big games. I don't you know, I have a great feeling he's going to win a Super Bowl despite all the hype they've had in Buffalo for years. But he's a good football coach and a program builder. And now, to kind of reiterate my top 10 from the WIP Midday Show a few days ago, number 10 is Nick Sirianni, number 9, Doug Peterson, number 8, Sean Payton, number 7 is Pete Carroll, number 6 is John Harbaugh, number 5 is Mike Tomlin, 4, Sean McVay, 3, Kyle Shanahan, 2, Bill Belichick, number 1, Andy Ray. I do think Andy surpassed Bill, you know. It's not, when you do a coaching list, it's, it's right now, obviously, all the track record goes in. It's harder to parse a guy that's been around for 30 years versus a guy that's been there for five minutes. But sometimes in the course of history, you know, you have two people head-to-head, and there's, there's like, one guy is clearly better overall, and that's Belichick. But at points in their respective careers, if they're on the trajectory that, obviously, Bill and Andy are very similar paths in terms of years coaching against each other at the same time. At points, the guy that maybe isn't as good overall is ahead of the other guy. And I think Andy right now is ahead of Belichick. He's evolved better, the offense, all that kind of stuff. Andy's number one, Belichick two. Shanahan reminds me so much of a young Andy Reid. He's going to get one one day. I mean, it's it's a matter of time. And like young Andy Reid, Shanahan has not had a, a prolific great quarterback yet to work with. He hasn't. You know, he's in Atlanta, he got to a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan, very good quarterback. In San Francisco, he's won a lot or won a lot with Jimmy Garoppolo, a nice quarterback. He won a lot last year with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant in the NFL draft, and they whiffed on Trey Lance. You know, one day, and and I don't know, maybe it's Brock Purdy. Maybe Brock Purdy sticks and he's a star. But one day, Kyle Shanahan's going to get the guy that, that takes his program to the next level, not just a, a lifetime of Alex Smith's. Uh, like what Andy had there, or even a Donovan, which is, is above that, but you know, not not super and, and great either. One day he's going to get that guy, and when he gets that guy, I believe Shanahan's going to win. McVay, it's a big year for him. He could drop down a little bit if they struggle again, but the Rams could also bounce back. McVay, until week one of last year when they lost the Bills, had never been under 500 for any one moment of his NFL career. Tomlin, Harbaugh, Carroll, all go together as just in, and Peyton. Program builders, winners, year after year, they they are in the mix. Peterson at nine. If I have a big game, Doug Peterson over Nick Sirianni. I, I can't when I when I try to parse those two at, at nine and ten. I can't get past how fearlessly Doug Peterson coached in the Super Bowl compared to how Nick Sirianni. I thought I thought shriveled up a little bit in the second half of the Super Bowl against Chiefs this year. So just to go through it one more time, and we'll go from the top to the bottom this time. Here are my top coaches, 1 through 32, in order right now as we enter the 2023 NFL season. Number one, Andy Reid. Number two, Bill Belichick. Number three, Kyle Shanahan. Number four, Sean McVay. Number five, Mike Tomlin. Number six, Sean Harbaugh. Number seven, Pete Carroll. Number eight, Sean Payton. Number nine, Doug Peterson. Number 10, Nick Sirianni. That's the top. Next group, 11, McDermott. 12, Zach Taylor. 13, Mike Vrabel. 14, Dan Campbell. 15, Matt LaFleur. 16, Mike McDaniel. 17, Mike McCarthy. 18, Brian Dable. 19, Frank Reich. 20, Brandon Staley. 
the bottom. 21, Kevin O'Connell. 22, Kevin Stefanski. 23, Ron Rivera. 24, Arthur Smith. 25, and a big question mark for the Jets, Robert Sala. 26, Dennis Allen. 27, Matt Eberflus. 28, Josh McDaniels. 29 is Shane Steichen. 30, D'Amico Ryans. 31, Jonathan Gannon. And Todd Bowles at the bottom. That guy's just a rough head coach. Thank you so much for listening. WIP Daily. Subscribe, follow, download, auto-download, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk tomorrow right here on the WIP Daily Feed.